So, about a month ago, I paid a visit to this brand new eight-story office building called The Spark on East Washington Avenue. I was there to get a tour of this new nonprofit center for entrepreneurship that occupies three floors of the building, a place called Starting Block. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? Good. How are you doing? All right. That was my tour guide, Chandra miller Feenan, the acting director. She's been involved in developing this thing pretty much since its inception six years ago. Okay, so what we're standing in right now, we got some conference rooms. Yes, yeah, so we just to come up the stairs. You know, we have yeah. that flex space to the left. Mm-hmm. With the, Eric, could you just describe maybe the, the layout of this building? Like what it yeah. physically actually And when you walk is. in, you just like feel like it's a really cool space because that's what I feel like Do you feel techy when you walk in? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, we're talking floor to ceiling, glass windows. We're talking about the fanciest furniture, the kind of reminiscent of like Nordic design. In your story, you referenced uh, that it felt like uh, you a were walking into, yeah, walking into a West Elm yeah. catalog, yeah. which was just yeah. brilliant. I thought. Yeah, it is very chic, you know, open, um, with pops of art here and there. A uh, local artist, Mike Leroy, uh, painted a big old mural, a pop art mural on oh, some of the cool. lockers in the space. And in this space are entrepreneurs, startups working on things like image recognition technology for the fashion industry, on fertility screening devices, on phone apps that give you rewards for going to the gym. These startups call Starting Block Home. But why is that? What exactly is this place, anyway? That's what we're asking on today's episode. What's the deal with Starting Block? I'm Eric Lawrenson, a Cap Times tech reporter, and I am here with my colleagues. I'm Lisa Speckard-Pask, and I'm the Metro reporter. I'm Abby Becker, and I cover city and county government. And we are the Mad Splainers. <laughs> I feel like we should do improv games. <laughs> yeah. Icebreakers. Unlike theater warm-ups. Red leather, yellow leather. Um, for years, Madison has been hearing about Starting Block, this so-called entrepreneurial hub that a lot of leaders in Madison's tech community have been talking about developing. Um, six years, as a matter of fact. Um, people began planning this, this idea out since 2012. And now... Finally, it's actually a thing. It's a building on East Washington Avenue. Um, And we finally actually get a glimpse of what this thing is and what it looks like, which for a long time wasn't really the most clear. It is a little bit clear now. But from what I understand, talking to you guys, like it was not clear for even you, you know, and I had to write about it. Yeah. So I covered development. And when I first started was still, um, they were trying to get the um, spark through the development city approval process, as we talked about last week. And I was constantly referencing, you know, the spark, which includes starting block. And then I would usually describe it as some sort of entrepreneurial hub. But I never really even knew what that meant and just kind of left it as in both my writing and my mind, this vague concept that Eric could address. Yeah. <laughs> I was, Eric will take care of it. <laughs> it says the word entrepreneur. That's totally your yeah. beat. <laughs> I was in the same boat. I would always just do the starting block, comma, an entrepreneurial hub based in Madison, then think in my head, I don't know what that means or what this is. <laughs> well, yeah. I think even, too, talking about 
I think you you use the terms accelerators and all of that. I I just those kinds of terms I just don't even know what they mean and it could be my own lack of actually you know, holding those definitions in my head, but I'm no, just always Abby, looking Abby, for more don't, clarity. Don't, don't beat yourself up, man. This is <laughs> this is the thing about my beat. Man, there's a lot of jargon in the world of tech from accelerators to incubators to Series A financing rounds. Aww. It is a topic that is ripe for explaining. So, you know, Entrepreneurial Hub, as vague as it was, was like actually kind of an accurate description of what this thing is. It is a place that takes a lot of existing ideas and institutions in a startup economy and just kind of puts them all in one place, in one hub for entrepreneurship. I mean, the idea basically is that this is a place where startups can go to be among other startups and also find a lot of programs, people, possible mentors, all in the same building sort of working to help startups and, you know, help them help them grow and succeed. Here's how Chandra Miller-Feenan put it when I interviewed her about it. I don't think of a starting block as having to be everything under one roof, Mm. but I do think it's a place where there's a lot that's been going on in the Madison startups community, but it's been dispersed in different places. And so we wanted to create a place of gravitas for those activities that were already going on and then build momentum for that next level. One other person I interviewed was Scott Resnick. He is one of the original founders of the Starting Block team. I asked him about his own definition of Starting Block. Startups themselves. Is it kind of just taking all these different things that have already existed and kind of smushing them together in one place? I, I wouldn't say smushing it together. What I'd rather say is it amplifies. So it's what happens when all of those organizations are under one roof. That does include accelerators, an accelerator being a a program that exists to provide startups mentorship and connect them with financing and funding sort of over this fixed term period. It's sort of like this crash course in how to be an entrepreneur. Like a little boot camp? Yeah, it's like a boot camp. Exactly. Perfectly put. The uh, main one that exists in starting block is called Generator. Um, Generator. Yes, that I've might be that familiar term. to the two of you. Um, but there are other ones too. Bunker Labs is one of the partners with Starting Block. They are a accelerator for veteran-led, veteran-founded startups. The Doyen Group is a nonprofit in Madison. That is not there yet, but it will it will be moving into Starting Block in the fall. And they have an accelerator program for startups founded by women and people of color. So yeah, startups can join these accelerators, or they can just sign up to be a member of the space. And that part of Starting Block is sort of similar to what's known as an incubator, which is basically any place that exists for startups to operate within. A building or an office space where, you know, little fledgling startups can live and exist um, among other startups. Isn't that also the term for how you like grow bacteria? Isn't that even an incubator? Am I making this up? But either way, I think it's oh, an man. comparison. I love this. I'm going to use this in my nice, next story. Nice warm environment for bacteria and to it grow. Just grows and grows I'm going to turn this disgusting analogy into like maybe a little bit more of a positive one. Yeah, it's like a Petri dish of entrepreneurship. I think it's that's like a... just as disgusting. Okay, maybe. That's true. I feel like a Petri dish is more disgusting to me. I've, you know, like... It, <laughs> No offense, guys. I dug myself 
into a deeper hole here Anyway. With this. Okay. But the moral story is it's a good thing. I mean, certainly people who run incubators would like you to think so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so is the point of this, so like let's say if I'm, I've got a thing that I'm developing, I'm an entrepreneur, could I, you know, get into starting block and then, you know, <laughs> take my like very small business and kind of go through the starting block system and then at the end of it could my company be you know like a thriving like sustainable thing and then I could potentially move on and find my own office space absolutely Chandra had a way of framing exactly what you just said in a way that was frankly super adorable they are like baby birds, you know, and yeah. they, they, a lot of our startups, you know, they're coming out of the university, so they have had the university nest. And then it was like, you know, and they weren't right, quite ready. There wasn't another space for them to land safely. And so now with Starting Block, we can get, you know, move them out of the university nest, move them into Starting Block. And when they're ready to fledge out of Starting Block, they're really ready to go out into the cold, hard commercial real estate world. But they'll still be engaged with us as mentors, as mentees, as programming. So there's not really ever a fly, but come back. Do you think the presence of Starting Block could encourage other fledgling entrepreneurs to kind of come out of the woodworks if they know that something like this is here and maybe could offer them support? That is one of the key ideas of the whole venture is that this is what they describe as a beacon of entrepreneurship. It's like a big building where people can point to and be like, oh, startups in Madison, that's it. <laughs> you know, look at that. You can't miss it. Um so, yeah, entrepreneurs who maybe were working in their garages somewhere, they can be like, oh, there's actually a place I can go to. Not that, you know, there weren't institutions already that existed in Madison that were working to help startups to foster this entrepreneurial economy. They existed. But a big idea behind Starting Block is to make it super obvious and have this fancy new structure. Not just for people in Madison, but also for people outside of the city, people who might visit um, Scott Resnick brought up the example of venture capitalists. We've had venture capitalists from around the country really looking at how do I invest in Madison-based companies? And being able to find those companies in one place, it becomes an additional utility. So we hope- Yeah, so you mentioned at the beginning of this conversation um, just that people are t- have been talking about starting block for a long time. Yeah. So why did it take so long to get to where we are today? I'm glad you asked. Uh <laughs> So I'm going to open shuffle up my bulleted papers. my bulleted list here. <laughs> shuffle, shuffle, shuffle uh, papers. Because it was interesting. I asked different people who have been involved in this project about why it took so long. Um, and there were varying answers. Some people were like, oh, that we always knew it was going to take that long. It's a big project, you know. Um, but other people were like, you know what? I actually kind of envisioned this happening in like two years. <laughs> you know, they've kind of been having to field a lot of inquiries about the timeline. But to actually answer your question um, about why it took so long, one thing was that the actual process of, of figuring out where to build this thing and how to build this thing was – it ran some issues early on. Initially, the idea was that this team of, of starting block stakeholders, they were going to buy property and just remodel an existing structure. Eventually, they realized, oh, we're actually going to build – a new building, George Austin, this guy who's been involved in a lot of big, um, you know, publicly financed structures in, in, in Madison, have he got involved in the project and sort of helped them out with this process. But the decision to build from scratch, they point to as one that ended up adding, you know, more 
time and costs, I assume. planning yeah. and costs into the project. There's this really long fundraising component, this capital fundraising campaign that lasted for years. Also, the approval for Starting Block was sort of tied to uh, uh, approval of a parking structure in order to actually meet the increased parking demands that these new projects would, would bring. This new publicly financed parking garage also needed to get approval, and that ended up just sort of prolonging the building approval process, which we all now understand because of our awesome explainer two weeks ago. The last thing I will add is that Starting Block Leaders told me they really sort of launched this intensive campaign to actually connect with everybody who's already working on the startup scene. Basically, they try to talk to a lot of people to figure out, okay, if we build this thing, what can it do that's different, that can fill in gaps instead of replicating what already exists in Madison? Um, so that sort of process of fact-finding and meeting people and talking to them and trying to basically solicit buy-in for this really huge project, that was also something that took some time. So there's this rich sort of um, brew, this gumbo of <laughs> reasons people point to as to why this project took a yeah. long time, uh, primarily all related to the, just the sheer development of, of this thing. So so these are these are good for, for entrepreneurs, um, but why would a city want to have someplace, something like Starting Block? This question that you ask actually taps into something that a lot of cities are talking about, which is how can we improve our startup economy? Over the last 10 years or so, I think there's a recognition that there's this new tech economy, this sort of startup-based economy that can be a source of economic growth. And everywhere from Bozeman, Montana to Detroit, Michigan, the startup economy is seen as a source of revitalization or of possible new industry uh, that, that cities can really harness and tap into. And that has been a conversation that's been happening in Madison, um, both in the business community, in City Hall, Mayor Paul Soglin organized uh, a summit on how do we sort of kickstart this tech economy, this startup economy two years ago. In the case of Starting Block, which, you know, at its very core was started by a group of people who said, yes, this is our idea for doing this for this city. We want to take Madison's startup scene to the next level. And this everything under one roof entrepreneurial hub idea, this is what it's going to take. I mean, that's resonated to an extent with the city of Madison. They ended up throwing in $1.5 million into this this project. Weedick, uh, Weedick being the Economic Development Agency at the state level, the Wisconsin Economic Development Corporation, they threw in uh, approximately $750,000 as well. There is an interest in the public sector to promote this kind of economic growth. So there's support. There's been money put into this. But I'm wondering, do we know if these work? I mean, for for the entrepreneurs in, in the program, in the space, but then also for, I mean, the city. I mean, is the city going to get its return on on that investment? Basically, we don't know is probably the right <laughs> answer here. Um, you know, I, I say we don't know in part because when it comes to what economists have to say about this and specifically people who study entrepreneurship and new businesses and new business growth and creation, this model of promoting economic growth, we don't know a lot about it whatsoever. That said, 
there are dozens of similar centers like this across the country um, that have also sort of taken this idea of we're going to have a whole lot of entrepreneurship related stuff in one building. And to varying degrees, they have found success. A prominent example is 1871, this massive startup center in Chicago. You know, and they, they went through a major expansion. They doubled their total, you know, floor space because there was high demand among startups and other institutions to get in on this. I will say that when it comes to scholarship, there are these ideas that are linked to the growth of startups and entrepreneurial ecosystems that arguably play a role in what Starting Block is doing. And these ideas are of proximity and soft collisions. And I mean, these kind of are actually self-explanatory. Proximity just means have startups be close to other startups or things that can, you know, help them out like mentors or uh, venture capitalists, et cetera, et cetera. You know, when people are close together, they're probably going to, you know, find make each other. Friends. They're going to make friends. They're going to find partnerships. They're just going to, uh, they're going to find people and also feel a little less isolated. Um, ben Hallen, a researcher at the University of Washington who I spoke to about this, pointed out that it's tough just mentally being an entrepreneur. You're working ridiculous hours. You can often feel like you're really alone and isolated. Just being around other people who can like, who you can talk to about that stuff helps. And another related idea that uh, you know a scholar will point to as being a uh, a thing that is important in an ecosystem is this idea of soft collisions. Just having these serendipitous meetings and and places where different people can find each other and interact with each other by holding like networking events or interesting kinds of programming. And you know, it's pretty self-explanatory that when you have that proximity people close to each other, you're going to have more of those soft collisions. It's so funny that they use the word collision. It sounds sort of dangerous, but yeah. it's a soft collision, so it's okay. I like a bunch I, of cars with pillows, like, do yeah. you them, and they just bump into each other. Another big question I have for you is, uh, yeah, do you think that starting block, you know, the presence of having a space where all these resources are in one space, um, yeah, I mean, do you think starting block can, you know, help, I guess, reduce some of the inequities in the tech startup field? I mean, do you think it'll promote more opportunities for women or, or people of color? Or That is a really good question. So starting block, the leaders there definitely acknowledge that those inequities exist, Um and to various extents, they are working on things that they hope will help um, women and people of color who are trying to start a startup. Um, for example, they have a room dedicated to nursing mothers in the space. Chandra Miller-Feenan, when she described how she selected startups to, you know, be a part of that, you know, initial roster of companies that were going to begin working in the space, she had this unofficial target of I want 50% of these companies to be women-led or women-founded. That was an unofficial goal, and at an institutional level, there are no, like, targets or an explicit roadmap to breaking down some of those barriers. Heather Wentler is with the Doyen Group, which is a nonprofit that specifically mentors women who are involved in startups. She said only really time will tell if they're able to, like, walk the walk. But so far, I mean, her name is tied to the project. She said, like, I wouldn't have put my name with this project if I didn't believe they're actually putting some actual thought, actual intent behind these ideas of helping break down some, some inequities. So 
there you have it. I hope that sheds some light on what's going on at this new entrepreneurship center. I'm going to be keeping an eye on this thing, uh, especially because it's probably going to change a fair amount over the coming months. Both Scott and Chandra told me that flexibility is built into Starting Block's DNA, meaning that it could change, it could pivot. And in a year from now, it's going to be interesting to see what Starting Block looks like. Well, regardless what the future holds, thank you so much for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us. You can find us on iTunes or anywhere else you find podcasts. Be sure to subscribe and to leave us a rating or a review. Also, be sure to check out the other Cap Times podcasts that we've been cooking up. We've got a great dining show, The Corner Table, and our colleague Jesse Apoyan has been putting together a show about elections in Wisconsin called Wedge Issues. Be sure to check those out. I'm Eric Lawrenson, and thank you so much again. Bye.